You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. On the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Secret Circle After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Secret Circle After Show. (laughs) Good evening, AfterBuzzers. We are here at the AfterBuzz TV studios doing things the way things always should be done with Bing. Bing. I am your host for the evening, David Schifolitti, joined this week by the smartest person I know. Oh. <laughs> Billy Nellis, everybody. Hi. I had to come back for the finale. You had to come back. And then, of course, you came back and Jason flew the coop. Yep. God. Bye, Jason. See you in Damn September. It. See you in September, Jason. <laughs> See, I know you're out there. <laughs> Coming for you. I don't know what that means. But. I don't either. <laughs> but it's exciting. We are doing the season one, episode 22 finale of The Secret Circle titled Family. 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 Mm-hmm. It had like a very, um, I wrote like a, oh, a, an awful, awful reference. Okay, so. <laughs> I want you to think about this after I say it and not judge me so harshly. Okay. But okay, so there was two sort of references that I sort of felt in my head while we were watching the episode that it had like a very like Godfather-esque feel to it. Loosely. Okay. And then the other one was when Blackwell was talking about the pure circle. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know why it popped into my head, but the first thing I thought was... Oh my God, he's Hitler! <laughs> no, that I think that was intended because I was like, "Oh, Aryan race." Yeah, because I mean, he was talking about it the same way. He was like, "This is going to be the purest circle, and we're going to yeah. get rid of all the other witches." And I was like, "Oh my God, he's such a Nazi!" Yeah, I think it was supposed to very mildly evoke that. But it sort wasn't of thing. that mild, you know. Well, what I, mean, I mean, it can't be like too intense because it's really it's about witches, so they can't like well. <laughs> get. <laughs> get too disrespectful to actual people who were persecuted by Nazis. Right. But um, I do think that it was meant to parallel that. Okay. So I'm with you. Okay, good. Not so much in The Godfather, but on the Nazis. I mean, I get where you're going with The Godfather, but I just didn't pick up. Right, you know, I mean, it's like, that I felt was like very, that's very loose, I'm gonna say. (laughs) It has like some similarities. I'm giving it to you. All right, just... Fine. It's the finale. <laughs> it is. God damn it. It is. Um, but what a turn John Blackwell took from this in this this episode from like the entire season of what we thought about him. And I know that last week I was talking with Jason that um I wasn't so sure if he was the villain they were making out making him out to be. Yeah, and I mean we've been 
I mean, I mean, this has been the discussion of the season. I think that every episode we've gotten together on, you know, we've ended with who who is John Blackwell? What is he doing here? What 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 is he? Um, and who is he? Right. What is he doing? What does he want? So I think that, I mean, it was nice for that to finally sort of be put to rest. I'm glad that that wasn't a lingering um, plot for to take in the next season. I'm glad that there was sort of, that was very definitive, that was put out there, and we know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, they've kept us wondering forever now. Well, an entire season. Yeah. Of and, who and, the actual ultimate villain was. Because it turns out it was not the Witch Hunters. No. And it's so interesting because, you know, we, being the TV watchers that we are, you think that a person who's introduced as a villain, 95% of the time, won't end up being a villain. Right. When they're introduced under, maybe they're a villain. You know what I'm talking about? As yeah. The way we were introduced to Blackwell, you know, no one really knew him. Everything was secondhand, and he was bad secondhand. And they sort of started to show us elements of him that weren't so villainous and it seemed like it was going down the path of okay no he actually wasn't and it, a lot of things were misunderstood um, but no no he he was insane <laughs> <laughs> completely insane and as it turns out there's four other illegitimate yeah, children that he like, has. He's like Johnny Appleseeding <laughs> all over the country with his Balcoin blood. That's what that's what I he was. I love that he has gone to four other towns where there were families with witches that he like impregnated these ladies yeah. with his goods. Yeah. I'm going to call it his bads. His bads. All right. <laughs> we could go there. Yeah, it was no the at the end, I mean, this is we're just hopping all over the place. Yeah, we're sort of just going to go character by but character. But when, when we saw the imprints on Diana and, and Cassie's hands mm-hmm. that matched Blackwell's, and they were also on the four nameless, faceless people that we saw. And they were sort of, like, on the wall. We saw it, like, go black in the wall in Blackwell's old home. Okay, so that those were sort of conjured up when he turned when he cast the spell on the skull correct is that, i believe okay. so and that so that like all the other balcoin would blood be related they activated. would be activated <laughs> i guess like the bat signal i mean i i guess sort of but when diana diana's dark magic was only activated when cassie went to go kill her right so it's not I think that at But it that sort of point, seemed like that thing... I don't think that thing was because of the dark magic activation. I think it was just like, hey, you're a Valcoin. Yeah. So because Cassie's dark magic other. has been on for a good while now, and she it's hasn't true. had that on her she hand until just it. the end of this episode. So I think that was like, you're this thing, come find it. That's, <laughs> what, he, that's what he was doing. It's like a um, homing beacon. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's how I'm choosing to interpret it. I mean, I think that totally makes sense, but it seems like the other four. I mean, they were prepared about each other. They were ready to go because they were already there. That's true. (laughs) They're like sun was rising. (laughs) Unless they have the power of flight, I don't know. I have the power of flight. Really? Do you know how I got it? How? I went on to Amazon.com and I purchased a plane. (laughs) So, if you would like the plane that I bought. That gave me the power of flight. You can go onto the AfterBuzz TV website and do us all a favor here at AfterBuzz TV and click on the Amazon.com link and purchase your wings like that. 
You should write copy. <laughs> I would pay you good money to be a copywriter. To hear me ramble about nonsense. Yeah, buying yeah. wings through Amazon. Oh my, you can buy anything on Amazon. <laughs> I'm almost positive you can buy a plane. Maybe. Toy plane. It's still a plane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Either way. Um... I just felt like this, moving right along, this entire episode just showed us such a different side of all these characters we've gotten to know over the season. Yeah. And the characters themselves have grown so very much that at this point it was, it almost sort of wrapped up everybody's storylines. Right. It did it. It really wrapped up season one quite nicely while still really setting the grounds for season two for a plot line for nearly every character. Yeah. Um, and so that, I think it was really well done because, you know, there's, there's, I mean, in any, there's with the ensemble like this, it's so hard to, to sort of juggle all of those plot lines. Right. And it's something that we've seen and discussed on vampire diaries is right. that all sort of like the B characters always, in in a season finale, sort of their storylines fall to the wayward and they just sort Mm -hmm. of get incorporated throughout as the season goes along. But on a show like this where, yeah, Britt Robertson is our quote-unquote star, all the other characters, the main characters, are all stars as well. Yeah. They all factor in pretty heavily. Yeah. And they did. I mean, we, we really got... Some pretty solid conclusions for everyone's arc this first season. Um, but it was, I think the best part was the way it really teed up season two. And we really sort of know what direction each person will be going in when we come back. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Because you never really get that sense in a season finale. You're sort of you usually left get a cliffhanger. Like, yeah. You'll get. You'll get conclusions to everything and then one cliffhanger to make you be like, what's going to happen? Right. And I mean, the cliffhanger that we found out at the end of this season is the four other Balcoin children. Right. Which is great. I think Mm -hmm. that's a great way to set up next season. But it's still allowed for us to to see the ending of what happened this season. Yeah. So what did happen? (laughs) Are you asking me? Are you telling me? Just throwing the question out What did happen? Well, I think, I mean, what I've really enjoyed in the second half of the season, finding out that Diana was the second Blackwell child, I really enjoyed sort of watching that evolution of this close friendship between Diana and Cassie, um, how they grew over this mutual, this shared crush of this boy, Mm -hmm. and how they sort of have grown to become friends, found out their sisters. Um, I think that that relationship for me has been one of my favorite parts of what the secret circle has done this season um and so to watch them especially in that last scene when diana says you know she's leaving town and she she felt her black dark magic and she never wants to feel it again um and even though she wants to be there with cassie and cassie's the one who knows what she's going through they're now both in the exact same positions in life um she can't be near her and be away from her dark magic and i thought that that Shelly Hennig, Diana, did such a great job with that scene. She's 
done pretty great all season. She's kind of been my favorite person on this show. I, I agree. I think she's a, a really, really, really fantastic actress. And I thought that the way that that scene was portrayed and left sort of in her hands when, especially when she said, when Cassie told her, she's like, but you're my sister. And, and Diana tells her, well, that's not going to change. Yeah. I just can't be here anymore. Yeah. And it was nice to see her um, sort of get to, you know, she this entire second half we've seen her long for a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's met this cute Australian who's normal. He has no connection to magic that we know of, and I don't think he's going to, or they'll be pretty doesn't. kind of ridiculous if they all of a sudden randomly wanted to make him a villain of some sort. I mean, they could if they wanted to. I'd be angry if they did. Yeah. It's too late, I think. I think you've sort of... When you want to do that, when you want to trick an audience, you have a certain window of of time before it's like just like something you thought of afterwards before you create after you created the character, right? And that window is closed, and now it's like if you do it now, then you're lazy and you just want to create something that wasn't there <laughs> to I begin mean, it with. It would sort of be unnecessary at right. this point, I mean, and, and unfair to a character that you're rooting for, and you're like, right? Give her natural drama. Don't don't do that. Um, but it, it is great to see to get to see Diana move on and sort of know that at this point she is going to be leading a a semi-normal life. Mm -hmm. Despite that she has this sort of like, whether it's not, whether it's going to be like a a beacon for, to be able to find her or not, I I think we're we're going to have to left to be seen. It'll be interesting to see when, when slash if the secret circle returns, what, as they haven't had renewal yet, um, what, what brings her back to Chance Harbor? Because we know she's going to come back. She's going to have to come back. She's going to have to. But it'll be very interesting to see what brings her back and how long it takes to bring her back. Mm. Um, I think will be... Interesting. I didn't even think about, like, how long. I just assumed we were going to take the summer off and when we came back, and if we came back, she'd be back for... For some reason, she'd right. be like, "Oh, summer's over." I just I'd like to see it pick up with her gone, and I and would too. That would be actually very sort interesting. Of the way that she gets pulled back in, because I feel like it'd be like a cheat for her to already be back. Because you know, we'd wonder why. And right, and, and I mean, that would be the easiest thing for the writers of the show to do. Yeah, is to just have her come back. So immediately. I thought, I thought that sort of it was nice to see her get to pack up and, and go away with Grant and just just go. Yeah, I and agree. Try and be normal. Just don't look at the palm of her hand. (laughs) (laughs) You need to wear a glove. Here's our advice. Michael Jackson's estate was put up for sale, and there are lots of single gloves in that estate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure you could go to Amazon.com and buy one. (laughs) You could. You could. Or if not, you could buy like a a Christie's catalog on Amazon of Michael Jackson's stuff. For sure. For sure you could do that. Yeah. You could. <laughs> I'm so good at this. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking about Michael Jackson. Oh, geez. All right, well, let's talk about another relationship that ha- in these last couple of episodes has been surprising to me and how much I've liked it. Adam and Melissa. Adam and Melissa. Yeah. I agree. I think it's been the most convincing of the relationships that Adam has been put into and Melissa. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they, either it's the two actors have just really great chemistry, or it's just the two characters that you're sort of like, Melissa's always down in her dumps dating drug addicts, (laughs) and Adam can't seem to get a girl to like fall for him and stay with him. 
Yeah. And so they're like the two losers that you're throwing together and you're sort of just like, oh, they actually fit. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't been here the past couple of weeks and so I didn't get to talk about it. But, you know, watching them try and find the crystal two weeks ago when they were sort of drunk and, and the sort of like adventures that those two have been put on these and past couple of weeks. And then immediately sober. Um, Pissed me off. <laughs> it's, been, it's been really fun and surprisingly authentic to see the two of them together. Um, and I loved the moment in this episode, in this finale, when he was going to go try and find Cassie and Diana, and they shared that moment and then that hug, and you could tell that there's there's something going on. There is something there, and I wish there would have been like a kiss or. or I don't know if it was something. if there was time for a kiss yet. I don't know if that might have felt a little rushed for me, but time I, like in their relationship. I mean, like, or? at this point, like, if it would have made sense, if okay. it was time for a kiss yet. All right, all right. I'll give I think you that. that might have been a little rushed and too forced to do that. Especially with Jake there, with other people there. Like, I feel like that moment needs Jake to be... Jake didn't seem to care. <laughs> I just think that moment should be alone and a little bit further down the road. Like, for their first kiss. Yeah. All right. I'll but I, that. I, that moment, it was great. It was a nice, like, authentic, really emotional hug. Um, and I'm I'm like all I'm on I'm on board the train I'm oh. I am too. What what can we call them, Madam? <laughs> yeah, Alyssa. <laughs> Either way, it's weird. Yeah, because they're actual words. So. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds like we're finding ourselves. But when they come back, Madam there could be Alyssa. There could be a total wrench in the works because it looks like Adam and is not getting rid of the skull like he said he was going to. I know. He was like all entranced and really taken aback by the <laughs> sexiness of the black skull. Into that. So that's a little scary. It is a little scary. Well, I mean, I'm glad they're giving Adam something. Some sort of purpose. Right? I mean. Some sort of exciting purpose. Right. I mean, I think that that's the more important thing here. And they haven't ever really given Melissa anything that great anyway, so whatever. Yeah. I just don't want to see her be with another drug addict. Guy she's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> because she's going to be with Adam, and Adam is going, and his drug is going to be it magic. Dark magic through crystal. Oh, rats. <laughs> Melissa has the worst taste in guys. The worst. All right? She just... She well, knows how to choose them. There are there don't seem to be many f- to choose from in Chance Harbor anyway. Well, Faye got Jake. Did she? At the end of the... Yeah! <laughs> did you see the way that he kissed her? She I mean, did. this has sort she of been did. when Jake was introduced and, and Faye was sort of there and he was like, I don't want to be with you. And he was like all into Cassie. And I could have sworn that he, when Cassie and Adam did that spell and Cassie was all upset and Adam didn't remember anymore. I could have sworn that Jake was going to be with her again. Yeah. And they sort of like threw us for a loop and at this point in time are having Jake and Faye back in like lovey-dovey like sexy times. Well, I I mean I kind of believe it more. I do too. They, they sort of they fit better. They're they both fit. like the bad type fit, of person. And there's, there's something. Uh, there's just the way that those two play. I mean, the the way the two actors like worked off each other. It just it worked. And I feel like I'm almost like always 
knocking Cassie. I think it's like because it's every the, time someone's put with her, like I'm like figure with somebody else. Like they're always better with that. I know <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. I mean, there's something about the relationship, or or just possibly. I mean, this is an awful thing to say, but it might possibly be the actress. It mm-hmm. might be Britt Robertson, whose chemistry just doesn't work with these actors that yeah. are currently on the show. And they might have to bring somebody in new if they want that character to even have a love interest where they can actually yeah. find a real connection there that we can believe believe and, and root, root for. for. Exactly. Because Jake is a bad boy. Faye is a bad girl. They just... Fit. And they already have that shared history. and Right. Um, that's why I think it was sort of... S- sort of set up the Jake and Cassie for failure by introducing the fact that he had this history with Faye and right. seeing these sparks with them. And you're like, well, I want to see that. I want to <laughs> I want to watch and that. And their, their sort of like history and everything that they've been, Faye and Jake's been characters have been building up has been so like passionate. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jake with Cassie was not really that passionate at all. No. I mean, it was like... A little lusty, maybe. Yeah. No, I think that in season one, where the Cassie storylines worked, were when it was regards to her and family. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, those are the definite successes they had with that character. I think that when it came time to try and find romantic life for her, it was like just putting too much in the pot and it didn't work. It was, just, it was stretching the character a little thin. Because there's so much to do with her in regards to family. Well, yeah, I mean, she's lost literally everybody in her family at this point. Her mother died in the first episode. Then her grandmother died a few episodes later. Um, She killed her own father at the end of this episode. Yeah. I mean, throughout this entire season, her sister's leaving. I mean, she now finds out that she does have four other siblings. Yeah. Sort of. They're like half siblings. They're not full siblings. No. And we we leave her really in, also entranced in her magic. Well, when the crystal skull was forming in the whatever the hell that was, the bay or the lake, <laughs> the harbor, the sewer, wherever they <laughs> the were, <sewer. laughs> could have been anywhere in Chance Harbor. Uh, and she picked it up. I like I couldn't get it out of my head that she was like orgasming from touching the skull she was just like so into it and like just like yes you have to touch it diana touch it yeah well i guess diana touched it and she was just sort of like yeah it was a i mean it was there was definitely some weird ways to portray like how you felt that magic because each person who touched it reacted very differently towards Mm -hmm. it but then we also did hear the way that Blackwell explained that it it magnifies your power. That's what it is for. Okay, right. And so and that would stand the reason that everyone's magic. power would be different. Their magic is different, so it would magnify differently. And Diana's always been afraid of her magic, so Diana wouldn't react well, to it. Well, not afraid of her magic, I don't think. I think she's afraid of her dark magic. And since she's found out that she has it in her, she's been more... Reluctant to want to use her magic. Right. And I think that that reluctance was magnified by touching the crystal skull. <laughs> it was so gross when she pulled it out of the water. It was so, that it was sh- like whatever, disgusting. it was like undulating and really it was like some organic thing 
Like, it looked like she picked up, like... A jellyfish. Yeah. It was really Some, weird. like, weird cephalopod that she, like, dug out of the harbor. <laughs> a what? A cephalopod. That's what... That's not a word. Yes, it is. I promise you. What's the... What is it? <laughs> I'm calling you out. Spell it. C-E-P-H-A-L-O-P-O-D. I'm pretty sure. And what is the origin? <laughs> I don't know the origin of that word. Can you use it in definition? Cephalopods are... They're, they're basically what jellyfish are. It's that sort of a creature. Oh, okay. Like squids, jellyfish, they're cephalopods. Like a, a skeletonless yeah. beast. Yeah. That, and that's what it looked like. It like had it was like had like weird things dangling it off the end like of it. And it was like moving. literally undulating. It was like moving around <laughs> like it was alive. And then it turned into crystal and I don't know how that worked. And then it was like Indiana Jones for a second. <laughs> Why? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. The uh. fourth one that came out with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I did not see that. I didn't either. That's why I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, is that the one where he like pulls the heart out of the guy? <laughs> Definitely not. No. That's the second one. Thank you. That's the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Got it. But the fourth one, the terrible one with Kate Blanchett, had, was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Mm. And then every time I hear Crystal Skull, I'm just... Oh, I never, that like never... Shia. ...even crossed my mind. It's, but... It's better that it didn't... If it did cross your mind, or it didn't cross your mind, and you'd like to make a comment about it, do us all a favor here. Go on to iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Rate us. Comment us. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's the end of the season. (laughs) (laughs) But show our other After Buzz shows some love. Yeah. Subscribe to them. We're we're done tonight. We're done tonight for The Secret Circle. Come back in September and subscribe to Secret Circle. Yeah. Or just subscribe now so that when Secret Circle comes back, you'll know. It'll just pop up in your But there's so many other shows to choose from. There really are. There really, really are. Anything else you watch, we probably cover it. Chances are. Yeah. Chances are if you watch The Secret Circle... You're watching the same shows that we <laughs> Let's not lie. Um, but moving on, were there any other... I mean, I'm glad that the Eben storyline was killed off. Yeah, I was I'm, ready for Eben to leave. I'm sad that Charles has sort of been put in the same state that we saw Amelia's friend from the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He's sort of like comatose now because they can't find a way to get the demons out. But they do so have many the crystal skull. True. Could they use the... I wonder if they can use the crystal skull to remove the demons or if it would have to kill him to do that. I mean, there, there might be something. I, I don't see them wanting to get rid of the actor who plays... Gail Harold who plays... Yeah, I wouldn't imagine Charles. either. So, and, and I think by showing us that he wasn't actually dead... Um, I totally thought he killed I thought himself. he was going to be dead like the way that Nick was supposed to be dead in right. the beginning. Um but then showing him being put in that chair. So there's definitely, there's going to be, there's I think there's going to be a way to fix him. They'll figure it out, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting to finally see the, the plot of what happened 16 years ago finally completely revealed. Mm-hmm. Even though it's taken us an entire season to figure it out. 22 episodes. I mean, come on. I mean, it was great. It was interesting. And we were always like, all right, there's one more piece here, one more piece there. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together to ultimately find out that our ultimate villain is John Blackwell. And this has been his epic 16-year-long plan. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah. 
No, it was a very satisfying conclusion. It was. I mean, I felt, I feel very. And as much as I want a second it. season, if the chips don't fall that way, I'm. I feel like it was very complete. As do I, which is weird. Um, and and we were sure we were teased these roads for every character to go on, but it's one of those things where there was enough of a tease to where you were like, okay, I know what you kind of know where they're all going to go, right? In this way, so it's sort of like, well, if it ends, I I know what they were all going to do, and and I I'm good, like. I, I could be. I want more, of course. I like the show a lot. It's com- turned out to be a very good show. It did finally towards the end of the season. Um, they everything sort of clicked into place. Um, so of course, I'm really fingers crossed for season two. But should it not happen, I think this was a very successful way to wrap up a season and have it be a satisfying thing to watch years later down the road and have it only be one season. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. Um. It was great to find out that the parents' magic could never have been restored. Yeah. Even if they even if they wanted it well, they did want it to be restored, but it turns out that there would have been no way. There's no way to do it. Which is so great. Um yeah. mean, everything just sort of finished. Was there and what else what else happened? I mean just yeah, there was we I think we really there were so many actual answers given there really were that it's just sort of like everything except for the the small tease that they gave us is done which is great i I mean i think that that is a, a successful way to 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 tell a story to actually tell it rather yeah, than you know no, you, you sometimes you come across these serialized shows like this where you know, there's really only one story to tell, so that one story has to last you seven years, and you're continually dragged along. But they really told this story, and they now in such a complete way, right? To almost where it was like this is a chapter. Now this is the next, like we're getting the actual next chapter, an entirely new story in these people's lives, and this this is completely done though. Yeah. So I think that that was done very successfully. I agree. I'm I'm pleased. Well, let's jump to a commercial break and then come back with news and gossip. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. John Comerford here. I've got my Mad Men with me. Kevin Undergaro. Phil Svitek. For all you fans of Mad Men, we're your AfterBuzz TV hosts of Mad Men. Every Sunday right after the show, 9.30, we're breaking down the episode. And you can also check us out on iTunes and YouTube the following morning. We're going to get into the imagery, the symbolism, the structure. We give you all the information on Mad Men that the other podcasts out there don't. Very insightful. You're going to love it. Check us out. Please. Hello, everybody. We are the L.A. Complex crew, and we are here with Andre Fuller from the L.A. Complex, who plays Caldrick King. And you can catch L.A. Complex every Tuesday night on the CW at 9 o'clock. After that... Come to our AfterBuzz TV show where we do a recap of the LA Complex. We talk about Raquel. We talk about sex tapes. We talk about, you know, relationships. And you can catch us live at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, AfterBuzzTV.com. If you can't catch us live, go ahead and swing over to YouTube the next day. You can rate. You can comment. Watch us. iTunes, same thing. Download, rate, comment. And we would love to hear your feedback. And we love to support, guys. So please, please, please support us and support the LA Complex. Buzz you later. Guys, this is the After Buzz TV crew for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Woo! Don't forget to tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. to see Adrian Barrow, Deanna Vaughn, Susan Hahn, Giselle Ugardi. Buzz you later. 
After Buzz TV, what do you want to buzz about? Welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump right into your news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Billy. All right. So the 2012 Daytime Emmy nominations are in. The awards that recognize outstanding achievement and programs broadcast from 2 a.m. to 6 p.m. ABC leads the network pack with 56 nominations, thanks to the 23 nominations racked up by its long-running daytime soap General Hospital. Hot on ABC's heels is PBS, whose gold standard of children's programming, Sesame Street, scored 16 nods. And why are we telling you about this? Well, we have a special congratulations to Secret Circle's Shelley Hennig, Diana, who landed her second nomination for Outstanding Younger Actress in a Drama Series for her run on Days of Our Lives. The Daytime Emmy Awards will take place June 23rd, and the Daytime Entertainment Creative Arts Emmy Awards Gala will go down Sunday, June 17th. The National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences does not yet have a broadcast partner for the event. Congratulations, Shelley. Yes. I didn't even know she was on Days of Our Lives. Neither did I. I assume she's not any longer, but... She could be, like, a day player still. Maybe. Either way, great for her. Good. Amazing, amazing. So yeah. proud. Uh, in Secret Circles, Chris Zilka geeks out for the amazing Spider-Man. Oh. We're slightly traumatized at the prospect of seeing our on-screen boyfriend, Chris Zilka, with a shaved head, but we can't wait for his appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man this summer. Chris plays Peter Parker's biggest frenemy, Flash Thompson, and he's eager to get the press ball rolling. The press for Spider-Man plus Piranha 3DD comes out June 1st, ChrisTellsTV.com, and I'm honestly just a huge comic book fan in the first place, so this summer will be heaven for comic book fans. So just as a fan, all these comic book movies coming out in the first place is kind of taking my mind off things a little bit. Like, oh god, The Dark Knight Rises, I am so pumped. So what can we expect from Chris's big blockbuster debut? Quote, all I can tease about that is that the big difference, in my opinion, from Sam Raimi's version, is that Mark Webb seems a little more character-driven, Crystal's Entertainment Weekly, and you will care for each and every character a bit more. Instead of just caring about Peter Parker and Spider-Man, you get close to each and every one. We mostly just want to get close to Flash, let's be honest. <laughs> I would get close to Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man any day. Okay, Secret Circle. How will they keep up the next season? The Secret Circle seems to have embraced an everything but the kitchen sink philosophy to storytelling. Over the show's 22 episodes, there have been several demon possessions, at least two resurrections, one of which was thanks to a demon possession, one super hot, hot hex sex scene, a memory erasure, and an Eat and a reveal that two of the show's main characters are half-sisters. And now there's a crystal skull. As Steven Spielberg and George Lucas learned a while back, no good can come from a crystal skull. Mm-hmm. Taking a more-is-more approach is not uncommon these days in TV storytelling. Not only for freshman series, Hello Smash and Ringer, but also for, C- for Circle CW sister shows. Uh, the question remains, though, after Scream cuts to black at the end of tonight's finale, what will be left? How can the Circle possibly keep up this momentum in Season 2? Circle's executive producer, Andrew Miller, seemed confident that there would be plenty of ground to cover come fall. He told Mandy Burley that the finale opens up a whole new story, and and star Chris Zilka teased that there are so many cliffhangers... Not really. And I don't even know where the character is going, to be honest. People are going to be left in awe about what the hell is going on with these witches. While I can't speculate about what this whole new story might be, I will say there are some characters who could stand a little more screen time next season if the show is renewed. Melissa, for instance, after the revelation of Cassie and Diana's 
um, parentage, there has been little room for any of the other circle girls to stand out. Last fall, Melissa proved there's a little tart to go along with her sweetness when she was possessed. The demon may be long gone, but I'm hoping for some residual sass stayed behind, considering her developing chemistry with Adam. She possibly might be mixing things up in the triangle between Cassie, Adam, and Diana. Mm-hmm. Sure, the show is really all about the kids, but Charles made a really strong start that has all but fallen by the wayside. In the second half of the season, no thanks to the entrance of John Blackwell, that's left Charles standing on the sidelines looking pretty. Granted, Harold is exceptionally good and good at looking pretty, but any of his queerest folk fans know that he's a master at being both deliciously bad and heartbreakingly vulnerable. Give the man some more screen time. I agree. I agree. (laughs) And though he has spent most of his first several episodes getting blown off by Diana, I suspect there's more to this wayfaring sailor Grant than has been let on. Sure, there would be some value to a normal character that meets the eye. It's pretty clear by now that no one comes to Chance Harbor by... Well, chance. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to wait till next season. And which character or storyline would you like to see more of season two? That is your after season news <laughs> and gossip. I, I will be so angry if Grant is not normal. I really am going to be mad. I mean, I honestly, I would be pissed as well, but I would not put it past the showrunners. Knowing what they do on Vampire Diaries, considering it's the same people... It would. I wouldn't put it past me. I know. I'm just. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Either. I'm not saying that. And I do. the the other. I mean, not even mentioned in that article. But speaking of parent characters who fell by the wayside, um, Don. Can, not even Don, but uh, Adam's dad. Oh, disappeared. He was in like five episodes total. I am in love with him, and I want him to be in the I totally, show. Totally, I forgot about him completely. I always forget about the parents and that these kids are sort of like running amok on their own and the parents are not really involved in their lives. Yeah, but I mean, there was, you know, in the beginning, it seemed like he was going to be such an integral part to the show and then he disappeared and then he came back and we found out that he maybe betrayed the circle and then he disappeared again and he's never been seen of again. And I really hope that he, he does more. Well, let's jump into predictions then. Yeah. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. So, before the show sort of ended, I was writing down, like, where I thought the all the relationships were going. And it looked like to me that... So, Melissa and Faye are sort of left with solo magic again. And it looks like they're going to be, like, painting the town red and just sort of having fun and being young witches again and, like, sexy and they can do whatever they want. Which is needed. Which is needed, I think. I mean, I'm happy that they all have their solo magic again because now we can sort of have fun mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. with the magic. Um, Diana and Grant are leaving town, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where do we think they're going? I mean, they're they have to go somewhere where there's going to be witches or... They're going to run into it. Something's going to happen. So Diana's going to have to find her way back somehow. Uh, Jake got a note from his grandfather that said, um, the circles are coming together and your fight is far from over. And he gave him like this weird vial of... It looked like one of those like um, cryptograph things that you like twist it and then it unlocks and there's usually like a... um, A map inside Like a scroll inside of it, Mm. like in the Da Vinci Code. Like if you get it, that's exactly what I was thinking. Are they called cryptographs or cartographs or something? I don't know. And when you get the symbols in the right thing, it'll unlock. And there's usually like scrolls in them. That's what that looked like to me. Interesting. So he's given one last... 
One last hint from his grandfather. One last thing. Cassie's like enamored by her black magic. And Adam is going dark. Adam's going dark. I can't believe the season's over. I know, it's been so fun. It has been fun. Well, hopefully there's a season two hopefully for us there is to return to with all of you. Yes, that's what we're keeping our fingers crossed for, season two, because the show has not yet been renewed. No. Um, but if it ha- if it's not renewed, it's been fun, it's been real, um, and if it is renewed, we'll see you in September. Yep. So from everyone here at the AfterBuzz TV family, myself, David Skifalitti, Billy and Ellis, have a wonderful night. Good night. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.